Welcome to Pearl Check. I'm your host, Erica Anderson West, founder of the Epitome of Class Incorporated. It's a nonprofit organization where we focus on women becoming the best version of themselves and also finding their true purpose in Christ. The Pearl Check podcast is a series where we will examine or check our progress as women of God during the process of refinement. As a reminder, check out all of our previous episodes on the epitomeofclass.com forward slash podcast or by searching for Pearl Check on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, along with several other digital streaming outlets. My last episode that was released was on March 27th, 2021. And this was two days um, before we welcomed our precious baby boy. Kaysen was born on March 29th, weighing six pounds, 11 ounces, and I believe 19 inches long. And one day I will share about the beautiful journey I had with childbirth and with my doula, but that is not what we are here to talk about today. Today, we will be talking about questions. And as we get through this episode, you will understand more about why I entitled this, this episode as questions. I know that many of us have questioned or have current questions for God. Um, Well, in this season, although I do not have the answers yet, I have my share of questions and I've had my share of questions for God. Um, And so that's what I want to share about, because I mentioned on my Facebook, if you follow my Facebook page, that I was sharing on Saturday the reason why I had to put down my podcast for several months. Like I mentioned, my last episode was March. It is now July, pushing the end of July. Um, But there has been so much that has changed and so much that has occurred um, since that point. So I'm gonna make this a quick episode. I'm gonna try, but there's so much that happened in that time frame that I'm gonna try to share my questions. And hopefully we all end encouraged. I want to preface this by saying that um, my dad really encouraged me to do this episode because I did not want to talk about the things that had happened because I felt like we're not quite at the end of the tunnel. We haven't seen the light of the end of the tunnel yet, Um, but he shared that it could be therapeutic for me. So I'm hoping that I get some healing or I get some release by sharing this with you all. Um, And I'm already getting emotional and I haven't even started. Um, And I hope that at the end, we all come together and we kind of have a better understanding or some more strength and more ways to deal with our questions that we have for God. Um, So let's get into it. So I mentioned that we had our son on March 29th and then on April 10th or actually, excuse me, April 8th, we had the scare of our lives. So at this point, he's about 10 days old. And, you know, as a mom, you have to when you have babies, you know that the only way that you can keep track of when you fed them last and change your diapers was to write it down or to have a baby app. So I had a baby app that told me how many hours from the last whatever, whatever activity it was, diaper change or feeding. So this particular day, I looked on the application and I noticed that we had not had a wet diaper or a dirty diaper for almost 18, 19 hours, which was unusual. And um, I. I have a little bit of a medical background, something that God really blessed me with that I can retain medical information, although I did not attend medical school. And for me, my immediate thing was that I felt as though he was dehydrated. So I called the pediatrician as soon as they opened up and they wanted us to come right in. So my father-in-law took me 
to the doctor, everything that we explain to them, they then say, we need you to go to the ER right away. We go to the ER and I'm going to make this quick because I don't want to go through all the things in too much details, but I do want to raise awareness as well. So we get to the hospital and they're doing all of these x-rays and they're doing all these ultrasounds. And I finally get to the point where I say, "Okay, stop. Everybody stop what you're doing and somebody slow down and tell me what is it that you all are looking for? We first came in here with the suspicion of dehydration. And I'm thinking he's going to need IV fluids or something along those lines. And now we're doing x-rays and ultrasounds and I can't feed him for several hours. So somebody needs to give me answers as to why my 10 day old -old baby cannot eat. Um, So um, one of the doctors finally slows down and she actually tries to explain it to me like super dummy down, but I'm like, just give it to me straight. Like I said, I have a little bit of medical knowledge. So if you tell me something, I pretty much can follow you for the most part um, with the background that I had with that I took in college and different things like that. Um, so she finally starts explaining to me what they suspect he has. And um, I'm gonna get to what that is. So <laughs> Um, But while I was in the hospital and they were doing all these tests and they were telling me what they suspected, I was getting calls from pediatric general surgery. So a red flag alarm, you know, I'm becoming mama mama bear and I'm like, what is going on? That's really what set me to that point where I was like, everybody stop what you're doing and tell me what's going on because I'm getting calls from doctor's offices about surgery. You know, that's scary. So. She finally slows down and she says, we need you to go to general surgery tomorrow. Like I literally had an appointment right after being in the ER for hours. When I say we went to the doctor's office at 10 and I did not leave the ER until four going on five in in the evening. So it was a pretty lengthy day. Um, So we went to general surgery the next day and they did a biopsy. The biopsy was done. So that was done on a Friday. So I had to wait all weekend And possibly that Monday until I got a result from the pathologist of what the biopsy told us. So that Tuesday, um, I was hoping they were going to call me Monday, but she said it could be Tuesday because with it being Friday so late that I got the biopsy done, I probably won't get results till Tuesday. So I get a call Tuesday morning and the nurse practitioner for the general surgeon calls and says, your son does indeed have what we suspected him to have. And that was um, something called Hirschsprung's disease. So this is the part where I briefly bring awareness to what that is. It's very rare, but it's more common in boys than it is girls. And oftentimes it is diagnosed within the first 48 hours of life because most of those children do not have their first um, bowel movement in the hospital. So essentially what it is, is that the large intestines or the colon of the body has specific cells. So, you know, we have cells in our body and I'm going to not to too much medical background, but I'm going to make it simple for those to understand. Um, We all have cells in our body that tells certain things to do certain things, right? So if you're accidentally cut or um, and you start bleeding, there is a cell that tells you that hurts. That's, that's the cell that connects to your brain and tells you, ouch, that hurts. And then your body starts going to work and then, you know. So in his colon, the cells that tells that to relax or contract to help um, move along those bowel movements, he doesn't have them in a certain segment of that his intestines or his colon. So he doesn't have regular bowel movements as he should. Um, 
And what that usually does for some cases and what they were telling us at the hospital uh, after this appointment, when she told me the results was that she's going to talk to the general surgeon now that they have the results and we might need to get them in that week, <laughs> that week. And he's like probably 13 days old at this point that week that we have to get him in and he's going to have to get an ostomy bag, which is just that plastic bag that sits outside of their stomach and helps release the waste into that bag. And it has to be changed frequently and watched frequently to prevent infections and all this other stuff. So I'm immediately thinking, oh, God, I'm not anywhere near going back to work from maternity leave, but I may not be able to go back to work because I can't hire a nurse to do this or trust anybody else to do this. But me, um, she said so he might have to get the ostomy bag here this week we might be looking at Wednesday this week and um and then um he's probably going to have to come back six to eight weeks for us to remove the ostomy bag and reconnect everything so they're talking about two surgeries for my 10 day old baby right in the midst of all of this, I send out a, ma- a like a message to my first lady and I at my church and I said, I need everybody who can please pray, please pray for my baby. Um, I'm currently in the ER and this is what I'm facing and this is what we're facing. Excuse me. And, and I need prayer. Um, so immediately they sent out a call to the church and have everybody praying. And child, God must have worked really fast because um, the doctor calls us and tells us to come in. And we kind of talked to him face to face and explain like he has some bowel movements on his own. He's not completely not emptying out at all. You know, does that mean anything? So general surgeon says, yeah, that means he has a short segment. And I think he'll be a good candidate for us to not do the two surgeries and potentially just do one and um, just do one when he's three to four months old. I want him to get a little bit bigger before I do anything with him. And I, when I tell you, I, although I didn't want, I wanted complete healing. That's what I wanted. You know, sometimes we pray to God and ask for something else. And he's like, I can give you this, but I can't completely take, you know, that whole thing away. So we found out that he only would need one surgery. And so we said, okay. And they said, but here's something that you'll have to do. So we have to do um, something that's called irrigations. If you're interested in looking up what that is, you can. I'm not going to explain what it is, but we have to basically assist him twice a day to help him get that information get that stuff out um so that he we don't end up in the er with um infections from him not being able to release the waste from his body so it's pretty serious um some children have very severe cases and and we're thankful and we are thankful for the prayers and we're thankful for god um giving us a situation or a case that is not as severe as it could have been um, we could have been in the hospital for days from the day they found out because they wanted us to they wanted to keep us there. And I asked to go home. I asked to go home. I was tired. Um, so we went home and it wasn't to the point where I went home and we were at risk. But we did have to look for signs if he was fussy or unusually fussy, like in pain or his stomach was swollen or he was feverish. And we had to rush back to the ER immediately. Um, but I wanted to bring my baby back to the comfort of our home. And I was prepared to go back to the ER any hour of the night if we needed to. So that is when I began to question God. <laughs> my first occurrence um, in this season because I said, God, mostly my whole entire pregnancy, I sang up until the point that I couldn't anymore because singing is my ministry. Singing is what gets me through. I don't sing to be seen. I don't sing to, 
get my voice heard. It's my ministry. It's how I connect to God. And um, so I sang all the way up until like January. That was like the end. That was like the like the end of January. That was like as long as far as my body was able to push <laughs> without me um, hurting myself. So um, this episode is already becoming long. I don't know. I might have to split this in two, but we'll see. Um, so I'm like, God, I, I sang, I was faithful. I paid my tithes and offering. And when the, the um, when the church got shut down, I was on virtual church. I was sending my tithes through, <laughs> through virtually. Um, why? I've been faithful. So I had a Job moment. You know, Job even asked, why have I become a target? Why am I a target? You know, I've been faithful. And the Bible says that he was considered a righteous man in God's sight. So, you know, he it was rightfully so. Like, God, what? What? Why am I getting tested? Why? Why am I getting punished? I'm sure is what he was thinking to lose all the things that he had lost. Um, so, you know, that that was my first moment, my first occurrence. So we get back home and we're still dealing with things with um, with Kaysen and handling that and stuff. And then also trying to balance our seven year old, because we certainly don't want him to be overlooked because his brother needs extra special medical attention <laughs> um, due to what we have going on. So it's it's a balancing act. And um, I'm sitting at home questioning, do I go back to work? So it's a lot of a lot of questions about my life. Like, where does God want me in the season? This is what I want to do. But what is it that God wants me to do in this season? So I get to um, we get back home and we're like at home dealing with this new normal that we have. And um, we come home and we come we go to Fort Wayne and we come back home after visiting with family to no hot water. We call maintenance to get the hot water fixed. And um, whatever he did, the water was so hot. You put it in the middle and it was like burning your hand. That's how bad our water, like how he, whatever he fixed it. That next morning we woke up. Well, I woke up to the smell of electrical smoke or it smelled like an electrical fire. And I told my husband frantically, I woke him up and I'm like, I see smoke and I don't know where it's coming from. Can you walk around the house and look? So we're frantic. I call maintenance and I'm like, I'm on my way to calling 911. Um, send maintenance here because something happened between the time that maintenance person came and to now. Um, so they send somebody over for maintenance and the guy tells us, he said, I'm sure this isn't how your water heater looked yesterday when it got fixed. And he shows us a water heater that is completely blown up. He said that thankfully it didn't catch on complete fire because it could have been way worse. So here I am questioning God again. I said, God, I just took a blow. My baby needs surgery. And I've been asking the pediatrician if we don't do surgery, will he be okay? And she's like, unfortunately, he has to get that segment out because all that will happen is that it'll grow with his body and they'll have to cut out more. Um, so, you know, I'm just like, I'm already taking that blow. I've never had major surgery. I've never been hospitalized besides giving birth to my children. So, God, I'm not ready. And so... And then the water heater, I'm like, and we almost lost our lives, the entire family. What are you, what are you, what attention are you trying to get from me? Like, what am I not giving you at this point? Those are the questions that are coming from me at this moment. And so, um, that was my next set of questions. Like, why? And that, that reminds me of Gideon in the Bible. He was in Judges 
And God had called him to be a mighty warrior, mighty man of valor is what they call him. And um, his faith was weak because his family began worshiping another God, like a small God. Um, But he still wanted to seek out God's guidance despite that. Um, But you can see in in like the chapter six, he asked God, if the Lord be with us, why then is all of this befallen upon us? Where are all these miracles that have been spoken about? And that's kind of some questions that I had, like, God, if you're with me, why? I've been faithful. Why? You know why? And so I'm sitting here questioning God some more. So this happens all within April to May. Like April, I'm not sure if the water heater happened in April, middle April or May, but it was in the same time frame of us finding out about um, baby casings, diagnostic um, results. So then we get through a little bit of window. Um, Some things are going on with our apartment and we have to get out of here. So thankfully we did find a place that we were moving into, but they said, Oh, you can't move until July. So we have to stay here from April, May, June, July. I'm counting down the days literally until we move because things that are happening here are things that I don't feel are safe for my children or my family. My husband doesn't feel like it's safe and we need to get out of here. Um, but thankfully that road is near. But when it first happened, I'm like, okay, I'm in a place that I don't feel comfortable and my home is supposed to be my peaceful haven. And for a long while it was for five years I've lived here, but now I believe the season is up and it's time for us to move on. Um, and that's another conversation for another day when, when your season is up and when God is needing you to move and make some changes so that the new season can enter in. Um, So if you feel that urge that God is telling you that the season is up where you are, listen, just listen. Don't, don't be complacent. Um, Listen to that voice. But um, we get to June. I thought that I had taken enough blows at this point. I've thought that I had um, been through enough, but obviously not quite enough. Um, at this point. So we fast forward to June 19th, 2021. Um, I receive an initial call from my mother and I'm not going to go into many details out of respect for my family, um, but get receive a phone call from my mother that my cousin is in the hospital. He was in a really bad accident. He's not doing well. Could you pray? So I begin praying. You know, sometimes when people ask you to pray, you say, oh, I'll get to it. They'll be added in my next prayer. But I was like, God, I've been intentional about prayers. Let me be intentional about this prayer because they're asking me to pray. So I pray. But I get a call no more than 30 minutes later saying that he didn't make it. So here I am losing my first cousin. And and if you, I always say this on my Facebook and I'm going to say it again that and I'm sorry, baby Casey is waking up. So this is the new normal for podcasts is that you might hear a baby in the background. Um, but now I got another blow. I've lost my cousin and um, how we were raised. And I say this on Facebook is that our cousins are treated like our siblings. They are like our extended brothers and sisters. We look out for each other as if we are brothers and sisters. So I just lost my little brother, someone that was in my wedding and someone who I call almost birthday buddy because his birthday is June 26th and my birthday is June 25th. And if you can see the calendar for this year, June 19th is a week before his birthday, literally. 
My cousin was about to be 20 years old a week later, living on his own, responsible young man, respectful, um, someone that I admired for his calmness, his coolness. He's so smooth. He played the sax, like everything. And I lost him. And so now I'm sitting here like, furthermore, God, what are you doing? <laughs> what are what season is this in my life that you feel like my shoulders can carry these things? What What is it that you f- are testing me for? So I got to the point where I realized that um, this video kept popping up on my um, Facebook and it was of Morgan Freeman. It was from a movie. And I'm like, video keep popping up but one day something told me to just watch it and it said that he was explaining to her he said when we pray for patience do you think God gives us patience or does he give us an opportunity to be patient and all this year and all last year and if you've heard my podcast I've been asking God to to increase my faith to activate my faith um, so that I don't doubt him and I put my full trust in him well I believe that this is a test of my faith. I'm like Gideon, like Job, and even like Jesus. Jesus even asked, is there any other way that this can be done? Is there any other way? Even though he knew there was no way, but he had to He had to go through that. And um, I began to sit here and wonder. I say, you know, who am I to think that I'm exempt from tests, trials, and tribulations? Um, we have to remove the idea that when trials and tribulations happen, that we did something that was punishable. Um, cause sometimes it's not that case. Sometimes it is, but sometimes bad things just happen to good people. Um, and I think that what that tells us is that ultimately, um, there is a plan. We don't know why. Um, Ecclesiastics tells us that there's a season for everything. It doesn't explain why that season happens for everything, but it just tells us that there is a season. There's a reason for everything. Um, and that just basically tells us that God has a plan even though we cannot understand it. Um, What he is telling us is that he created it. And even though he knows it's happening, he will continue to walk with us through it. And he'll be right here with us. When I think about God saying that he's right here with us, it makes me feel comforted. Just like when you have a parent, a friend, spouse, or someone special in your life who says that I'm here for you whenever you need me and I'm going to walk through this situation with you. Um, It always feels more comforting and better knowing that you have someone by your side and you never have to face anything alone. So I want to end this by saying that by answering what do you do when you have questions, when you're questioning God and your faith is wavering, um, One, do not stay in your head. Um, Talk to God. Talk to someone you trust. Um, I also have a prayer journal where I write down my prayers and each prayer that I repeat, I circle it again to show how many times I've been praying. Um, And then I cross out whatever prayer has been granted um, or that I received rather. And um it just kind of helps build my faith to see that I actually saw that on um, a TikTok video where a young lady was sharing how she that increased her faith by writing her prayers down and writing the date that it was answered. Um, so I do that. And then um, I also have a journal Bible that I write my notes or my thoughts on the side or even when I'm listening to Bible study from my church, I take notes on whatever scripture my pastor speaking on. So that can be helpful. Um 
to have encouragement and going back and reading your word when you're feeling discouraged. Um, I also believe in reading your word, just period, because his promises are all in there that he'll be with you, um, that he'll never leave you, that I've called you for this, that this was predestined and that he loves you and all the reasons why and what he did to show you that he loves you and what he is doing. Um, And then I just want to end it by saying that it's important to know that um, having questions and helps strengthen your faith because when you look for answers you're increasing your faith it's no different than when we get tested in school they want to see where our knowledge is and what we've retained so when you have questions and you seek answers you're retaining knowledge and you'll have that whenever you have another moment of being discouraged i never want to end a podcast without praying so god we thank you for this moment to be together and have another moment to work through some of the many things that we as Christians and as people face. I hope that the words were received, that you help someone else to know that questions are fine. Um, It's just strengthening our faith and that sometimes God tests us to give us the strength that we need to go on another day. Um, But we know that you are with us, that you're walking right beside us. And for that, we thank you and we praise you for feeling that we are precious enough that you care that much about us. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. I hope this episode was helpful. Um, As always, feel free to check out the previous episodes. And I hope to get another episode out to you soon. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.